You're listening to the Heart of Horsemanship podcast with Mia Rodley and Andy McIntosh. The Heart of Horsemanship Training Academy is an online video training library dedicated to help you live your dream with your horse. With over 110 training videos across 30 hours of content, the Academy is designed for people at all levels of horsemanship. And for a limited time, use discount code HOH2023. That's HOH2023 to receive 25% off a monthly or annual membership when you sign up before the 31st of March 2023. Visit hohacademy.co.uk. That's hohacademy.co.uk for more information and start living your dream with your horse today. Hello and welcome to the Heart of Horsemanship podcast. I'm Mia Rodley and I'm here with my co-host Andy McIntosh. Hello. And today is episode seven. 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 Yeah. Goodness me, we're flying flying through. We are. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about focus and goal setting. So focus to do with us, focus yeah. to do with our horses, horses. Yeah. and then goal setting in general. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, why do we do what we do with our horses and why yeah. do we want to and what is the point of having horses like we all have goals and dreams yeah. like we've spoken about previously so i think goals are a funny thing for people some people are really good at setting goals yeah and very task oriented some people are terrible yep me um <laughs> You know, I have to focus my goals. Yes, um, so the two come together. Yeah, because yep. I can over-goal myself. Yeah. I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do that. Yep. And sometimes I think that then you become less focused yeah. on a particular goal. Yes, yes. Because I see something new, like, oh, I want to do that. Oh, my God, horseback archery, yes, please. Yeah. Oh, my God, sword fight. Oh, yeah, I want to do that. And, oh, yeah, oh, yes, I want to do that. But oh. what does it take to... But what does it take to... Actually get to those goals, you have to yeah, break it so, down. Yeah, so, yeah, and and do these goals have things in common? So, like, mm. you know, for instance, you might want to do this, that, and the other. What's the common goals, you know, smaller goals... Yeah, within that. Within these things that uh, have a commonality yes if that makes sense yes. so what needs to be good so for instance i need to be able to do so for sword fighting for instance if yep. i'm gonna sword fight then i need to be able to do half pass yep and have your horse be confident with yeah swords. exactly yeah. and yep. that's probably a common thing for something else that i want to do i don't yep. know or horseback archery, you yes. have to get your horse confident, confident. with yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. So and it's 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 like what these little bits within the larger goal in the, the larger goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it does. It applies to all disciplines as well. Uh, yes. So, yeah. Um, dressage, eventing, show jumping. You've got to get your horse confident with fillers and yes. strange jumps yeah. and different environments mm -hmm. and. For dressage, I know so many dressage horses that are terrified of the white boards. White boards, or flowers. there's a new flower pot. Oh. Yeah, it's not in the normal place. Yes. Or the judge's table. Yes. Sometimes, if a judge isn't in a car, the horse. I was going to say yeah, because commonly arena. in a car, and then yep. they're all of a sudden at a table but or then the in a box. Underlying, or... underlying theme. Yes. Is the horse's confidence? Confidence, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So there are these like these commonalities. I think that that. Uh, I suppose I suppose some of it would be the same as your foundations yeah. for training. It's yeah. you know the, these small things actually make a difference to the bigger picture, the bigger picture, and and, and the the end goal. Yeah, yeah, uh, I like that. It's quite interesting. So, 
Uh, I've got the definition today. Wait. Usually it's Andy's yes. job to give us a definition, but the focus... Uh, the focus? The, the focus, focus <laughs> is focus. <laughs> focus, focus. And um, the definition for focus is to give your full attention to what you are doing or what is happening. Yes. Um, so... And I think that applies to us as much as it does the horses. But yes. let's talk about us first, because usually if we get it right in ourselves, it happens in the horse. Yes. Um, effortlessly. I always think it's like that dance partner thing. Mm. One of the dance pair needs to take the lead. Yes. Yeah. And for us, we know it should be us. Yes. But yeah. it doesn't mean that the other one can't have a say. Yeah, yeah. But I feel the same... Um, feeling with focus yeah if we yeah. are focused our horses will follow yes yep often and it's that intention and willpower again like yes. we touched on yeah yeah we've touched on in previous episodes but... i mean for me like focus so if someone said to me focus although i understand the meaning of the word yes i didn't understand how to focus yes. so for me i would like uh, i don't know for instance i kind of focus on a spot in the arena where I was going. Yeah. And be like, we're going direction. here, we're going, yeah, direction. Yeah. Which kind of works in the simple thing. But when you're trying to focus on several different parts at the same time, yeah. like we all know, typical lesson, um, you need to do one thing with your hands, another thing with your seat. Yeah. Um, you mustn't get tense. Yes. You're trying to work on relationships relaxation it's like all these different things and how do I focus and to start off with I'd be trying to focus on all of these things all at once yeah and then I realized hang on a minute these are separate things and I think for me I I get this okay I'm gonna focus on this particular thing yeah so one thing I'm really good at one thing I'm really bad at, should I say, I say good at, really bad at, is having tension in my ankles. Ah, uh, interesting. Mm. Yeah. I don't know I'm doing it. Yeah, it's a it's a unconscious unconscious thing. Yeah. Um. So I have to really think about my ankles, and if my ankles get bad, then the rest of my posture goes bad. I was working on it today when I I, I had a lesson today, and I was working on it uh, in that um and. By just concentrating and focusing on that one part, it actually helped other parts of my body. And I didn't focus on yeah. these other parts of my horse. So Ooh. it wasn't really about how my yeah. horse was going. I've, I've, I'm making you think. Now, you are. I? I've written down two things. I'm good. I'm glad. I love it. This is the whole point of it, right? Yeah. Sparking these podcasts, sparking things in your own minds that help you um, think about how you focus or whatever we're talking about I yes. love it I love that yeah but yeah so for me I was it's really about uh I think okay this is an area that I need to improve on so I'm going to focus on this point yeah I can once this point has been focused on and I've made a change then I can focus on the next bit yeah and Today, uh, you know, from in my lesson today, it was all about me and my body, not necessarily about the how horse. my horse is going. But yeah. the changes in my body made good changes in the horse, yes. you know? Yeah. Always. Um, it's yeah, always, always us always. first yes. that has to change. Always us, and no matter what. <laughs> the horse just 
it, it comes yes it does naturally yes always if you ever have a problem it's usually with you but it was really nice today because i haven't done a lot i've, I've not ridden for two weeks yes long time long time so my horse is not fit mm. um and so i wanted to do something where i, I was i i want to have a lesson because it makes me ride because otherwise work takes over mm. um very so easy in winter very easy it's busy time so i you know i forced myself to have lessons in order to the fact that i will actually ride but i spent nearly all the lesson in walk yep um which sounds terribly boring but i absolutely love it yeah you know yep. and you know i'm always trying to improve myself for my horse yes and that's the whole point of the journey yes really yeah, is yeah. embrace never-ending self-improvement yes and it's always for our horses. Yes. It's never to them. No, no. I, it's I, if always I, for. If I ever do anything, I think, oh, I don't think I did that for the horse. I think I did it to the horse. Yeah, yeah. Then I would reflect upon that and think, actually, actually, I yeah. should have done it like this. Yes. And we all, you know, we all make mistakes and get task orientated when yes. we, especially when we have goals. Yes. Very easy to get task orientated yeah. and do stuff because we want to achieve a and goal. And not put the relationship first. Yes. Yeah. 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 I really feel that. But I. Um, but yeah, focusing on small chunks. You know, what's that? What's that saying? Bite Some, sizes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you can't yeah. eat a whole elephant in one, but you can eat it bit by bit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I not like that, that I'd really want to eat an elephant. No. Um. And, and then the <laughs> other one is like, you can't move a mountain, but you can start moving stones. Yes. So and then. Pretty soon, you might have moved a whole mountain. Yeah, or built a pyramid. Yeah, yeah. We were talking oh, about we were talking that about pyramids before. earlier. Yeah, yeah and it's just, I don't know why pyramids are in my mind a lot at the moment. Yeah, triangles. Weird. Triangles. Yeah. So my kind of take on focus, you as we said, you sparked off loads in me there. I was Good. scribbling down. Good. I have uh, one thing in particular, and this was when we said about directional focus. So when you're riding your horse, yeah. and uh, you're told to focus yes. on where you're going. Yes. So don't look at the floor, because if you look at the floor, you're going to go there. Yes. I was always told that, same for yeah, when you're yeah. riding a bike. And uh, my, I know I've spoken about uh, Brenda in previous episodes. Yeah. But when I was like 13 years old, we'd go hacking a lot, me and Brenda, yeah. to get the horses fit. And she'd always say, look at the tree in the distance. And there's this certain weird looking tree in Spratton Village. And I went to school in Spratton, so right. I know the village very well. And uh, we'd be trotting up the hill and it would stop me, especially being a very hyperactive child. I'd <laughs> hyperactive, be like, don't believe it. <laughs> I'd be looking at the birds and I'd be like, oh, look at that flower. And oh, look at this. No, oh, look at that. And Brenda would go, just focus on the tree. And it, it gave me a point of focus. And yeah. all of a sudden, the pony I was riding would trot straighter, yes. trot with uh, more energy, more powerful and we get up that hill really easily whereas if I'm flitting around and my mind is everywhere because I'm not focusing yes um how on earth is my horse supposed to know yeah where are you where going? we're going yeah. or what we're doing yeah. because um when you have a good relationship and partnership with your horse you may find that they often fill in for you absolutely so yeah you can get Help away you yeah yeah you can get away with looking at, on your hack like looking at the different types of flowers in the bushes or yeah, yeah. what the farmer's doing mate. over there chatting yeah. to your mate um because your horse is like oh yeah yeah she's not focusing yeah yeah i, I know what i I'm know doing where here. i'm yeah. going this is no problem but when you're on a horse that actually needs some help 
And really, we should be there for our horses 100% uh, of the time. We that should, we're there. we really. should, but we and are human. This is where mindfulness comes in with <laughs> yes. focus. And for both you and I, I'd say focus is a real challenge. Yes. But we both also have the ability to hyper-focus. And yes. when we're in this um, state, it's like nothing else in the world matters. matters. Yep. It all melts away and it's as if it's just you and your horse and nothing else is there. Yeah. And that is that state of hyper-focus. And yeah. it's uh, being able to be so aware of your body, your mind, your breathing, your horse's body, their mind, their breath, and just in that state of um, lovely, oh, let's call it flow state. Yeah, or flow state, yeah. Connection. Yeah, it's mindfulness. It's it, mindfulness. It is, yeah. because and you're on that one present. thing. Yeah. yeah. The only time I ever get that is when I'm with my horse. Yeah, yeah. And I think everyone, well, it's true, there's... Uh, my favourite book ever is called uh, Stealing Fire and it's all about mm -hmm. flow states okay. and ecstasis and where it's come from and all uh, beings seek uh, flow state, ecstasis, harmony, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And humans can find it through uh, meditation, yoga, extreme sports being with animals, Most, yeah. art, music, and then more negative things like sex, drug, and alcohol addictions. Yes. Because they're looking for that high. Yes. And that feeling of connectedness and uh, flow state, yeah. harmony. harmony. And it's what yeah. animals seek. It's what horses have when they're yes. in a herd. It's what birds get when they're in that murmuring, well, yeah, when they're flying around. Amazing. The um, starlings have been doing it yes, recently. Yeah. I've loved watching them. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And then uh, also schools of fish. Yes. Um, yeah. sh uh, we saw it with the sheep that we had to herd out the fields <laughs> yeah, the oh other day. Um, that terrors. was really funny. That was annoying. <laughs> uh, sheep guessing in all the wrong oh, places. Oh, God, yeah. Going where they shouldn't, but knowing exactly where they want to go. Yeah, exactly. And it's that state of complete focus is what I would call flow state. Flow state, yeah. And yeah. Um, it's when you're so aware, uh, so aware yet so subconsciously aware at the same time. Yes. It's as if you don't even have to think. Yes. It's just being. Yes. And that's what I would call mindfulness, being at peace. Yeah. Um, and every human wants to unlock that yeah. in one way or another. So yes. we're very lucky that we've found it through our passion with horses yeah. and horses help bring us that. Yeah. I also find it when I run, so I love running. And also with art, I used to paint. Yeah, see, I, I'm the same, the same with art. Yeah. Art would take my mind off things. And you just get lost and in music. what you're doing so and music. I play yeah. instruments. So yes, you that was really yeah. like, uh, take my mind away. Yeah. Take yeah. me to a place. Because you're completely focusing on what yes. you're doing. Yes. So, and your body and your breath, it all has a part to play within that moment. Yeah. And if you get it wrong, it sounds terrible. Yes. And same for the horse. If you get it wrong, the horse leaves or it feels the horse horrible gets upset or, or it feels it horrible. Looks wrong. Yeah, it's just wrong. And yes. you're like, oh, that's because I wasn't completely focused or present on that. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. That uh <laughs> focusing on the tree, on yes. your hack, 
I think that's a really it is a good one. Good yeah. one. And yeah, then yeah. also uh, in the arena, yes. it's focus on that wall in front of you. And then as you come through that corner to get that depth and, you know, really working into your corner, take your focus all the way to the wall yes. and then, then change yeah. it, um, you know, rather than be going down the long side and already looking at the next corner. Yes. Yeah. No I wonder think, your horse cuts I think, out. I think sometimes um, people say, oh, look ahead. Yes. You know, focus ahead. And I think sometimes we look too, too far. far ahead. Yeah. Like when you're driving a car, you kind of need to look pretty much fully ahead. Yeah, yeah. Because you're looking for all the dangers and but stuff. But then when you're walking or running, yes. you have to look where your feet are about to Yeah, go. exactly. Yeah. And when you're on the horse, you need to think about you do need to look ahead, but don't look too far ahead. Yes. So I always think think to myself, I don't. I only ever look a quarter of a circle. Yeah, yeah, that's because nice if you way. think you well, know like three meters, I yes, go for yeah, yeah three meters, not bad. Yeah, it's kind of like you're looking through their ears. That's yes. where you're supposed to be looking, right? Yeah, and if you look through their ears, you're not actually looking right up. Yeah, over into the distance, you're actually looking to where you're going and where they would be looking. Yes, that's probably about where they're. Vision takes vision, them. Yes, especially yeah. if they're um, in, on, in, a contact. on a contact, yeah, yeah and and with a, sort of more more towards the vertical, they, yeah. they definitely wouldn't be looking so far away because yes. we know they lift their heads to see because where their eyes. They have a trifocal lens. They do. So we can quickly touch on that, uh, just because it's yeah. an interesting uh, little thing that you've just brought up. Yeah. <laughs> so the top lens of a horse's eye is made for seeing things up close. Yes. So often when a horse spooks, yeah, and he's just done that thing where they tip their head. Tip their head and look down. And look down. Yeah, whoa, what the um, hell? And they snort, they go yes. like that as they, tip spirit does it all the time. <laughs> yeah, <my mouth. laughs> yes. Whoa. What on earth is that? What is that? He did it on our hack today with a piece whoa. of mud, of course. <laughs> a piece um, of mud. <laughs> yeah, on the road. Sounds about be perfect, there. yeah. He just tipped his head to have a look at it. And it's because it gives them instant focus. Yes. So their eyes don't dilate like ours no. do. So if we look at something up close, so if you hold your hand up in front of your face and focus on it for a few seconds, it takes a moment for your eye to focus. It does. And then take your vision to, you know, a long distance. So yeah. So then you. It, then again, it takes a few seconds. I'd say maybe three seconds yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to see, to really focus on that longer distance, and we have depth perception. Yes. Do, do not. not no. So um, the whole point of that close focus, far away focus is that bottom lens of their trifocal. Yeah. Uh, lens is for long distance. Yeah. So all it takes for a horse to see long distance is them to lift their head. Yeah. And it's instant. And, and they do it really quick, don't yes. they? It's Dunk. instant focus. There's Nose no up. dilation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when your horse is looking at something in the distance, that's when you get that typical head up, they stop breathing, the eyes are on stalks, yeah. everything is tense in their bodies, and they're they're processing whatever they're Living seeing in, in the, the distance, distance yeah. because it could be a lion running towards them. It could be. And the seconds it takes for us to dilate yeah. and see, uh, you know, change our focus in our eyes could be the seconds that save their lives yes. to them. Yeah. So it makes them a more efficient prey animal. And then that middle lens is just for like mid-range. Mid-range, yeah. So that's... Kind of makes sense, really. Yeah, yeah. Top, middle, bottom. Top, middle, bottom. I can't even say top, top middle, middle bottom. bottom. Yes. Practice your tongue twisters. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I just I think that's a really interesting point to 
think and talk about as well. Yeah. So for everyone that's listening. It's all to do with focus. It's all to do with focus. (laughs) So when you were talking, um, you popped up two other points as well in my head. And you were talking about the tension in your ankles. And when I ride, and you're trying to think of all the different things. And for me, I go to my shoulders. Yeah, shoulders are a big one for me. and oh and then i need to remember to still be asking my horse to have more lift and engagement through his back so i need to use my legs in a rhythmical way and and do this and do this and look where i'm going and oh my goodness there's a hole in the ground kind of thing um you've got to think about everything at the same time yeah and when you're riding around the arena and there's not too much to think about like you don't have to worry about ground or terrain i do a body scan yes so I literally go from top to toe. This is interesting. And think, um, and by the time you get to the bottom, you have to go back to the, the top, top because it's all gone yeah. to pot. Yeah. But I start with a string on the back of my skull where my neck joins my head. Yeah. And I think about that string pulling up. And what that does is slightly, it elongates my neck, but it tucks my chin slightly, yeah. which gives me a really nice straight long neck. Then I'll think about uh, the muscles in my face and my jaw. So I've got to relax that because I also hold a lot of tension in my jaw. So I have to consciously think about that. Then I go down to my shoulders. I'm going to roll my shoulders back. And sometimes I roll my shoulders three times. Yeah. Then I think about my spine and have that as straight as possible. Like every vertebrae is touching a pole. Yeah. like every every single spinal mm-hmm. process is touching a pole. So straight spine, which automatically helps me engage my core. Then I'm going to think about my breath because it's kind of the next thing down. Um, diaphragm. And my diaphragm. And I'm going to be really breathing into my tummy. And again, really nice, deep, long, slow breaths yeah. as rhythmically as possible. Then I can think about my core a bit more. So then I'm going to um, suck my belly button into the back of my spine. Yeah. Um, lift my pubic bone so that my pelvis is tilted in uh, an engaged way. Yes. So my, uh, oh, what does Mary call it? Because again, for lifting and um, gym, is it a cylinder? It says or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, you want to envision your body becoming a cylinder. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It would make yeah. sense. Yeah. And then, um, then you're in a powerful engaged position. Right. But you don't want to be tense. Yeah. So you're still thinking about your breathing, breathing. at the same time. Yeah. Suppleness. Suppleness. Within positive tension. Positive, yeah. yeah all, all stuff we've spoken about. Then I've got a relaxed pelvis, but it's engaged where my legs can just hang. And I want to picture them being like wet towels yeah. on my horse, around my horse. And then my knee is relaxed. Um, and then my lower leg is relaxed. My toes are slightly in. And... That's the posture that I like to have on my horse with my feet flat, not bracing down into the stirrup. Unless I'm jumping, then I'm going to be bracing into my stirrups and having my heels really down because I've got to help help myself keep my body back in and over a jump, in, over and out. But dressage or normal riding, this is the posture I'm focusing on. I I do the same kind of thing, but reversed. Oh, interesting. So I start, start from, from the bottom. Yeah, because if my ankles are tight, wrong. Everything, everything else is wrong. And yeah. then I think, so I, when you said wet towels, it made me smile. Yeah. Mine's <laughs> heavy drapes. Heavy drapes, yeah. Heavy yeah. drapes, draping. 
allowing my ankles because what happens if my ankles get tense yeah my stirrups move forward and my heels come down yeah and you brace brace into them yeah. yeah so i have to relax which then brings my leg back to where it should be and your heels and actually lift slightly lift yeah so that I... you're in a athletic position yes yeah and a powerful your leg can move my leg can horse. move but it's yeah. nice and soft and supple yeah. and they're just hanging yeah and then i think about um my body stacking up on top of each other yeah because i have a tendency to be a little bit too far back in my body mm-hmm. so i i've got kind of that shoulders slightly behind the hips yeah. kind of posture yeah which is i don't know just just the way i am um so i have to think about my pelvis mm-hmm. Being open yes. and allowing my, you know, because I, I could very easily close between the bottom collapse. of my, yeah, collapse yeah. between my bottom of my ribs and my um, and my hip. Yeah. So I try to keep that. But then I have to think about my diaphragm being underneath my chest. Yeah. Not stretch. Stretch forward when I, yeah. if you lean back, you suddenly these this stacking yeah. of of my body starts to fall to pieces yeah so i have to think about that being there and then my chest being on top of that my breathing and then i have to think about my neck yes and my head so like you i have to think about opening here elongating elongating yeah like the same you same as you would want for your horse so you don't want your horse's um pole yeah to um be tight no you want it to be open yeah and you kind of have to think about that for yourself as well without being completely without dropping like this yeah yeah so, so you have to think about yes open and nice doing and your body what you yes, want your horse yeah. to do in there and the, the risk i have is when my when i think too much about my shoulders i tend to do what everyone does people say put your shoulders back well as soon as you do that yes your shoulders go back now i've arched my back yeah now you've hollowed yes yeah. and we don't want hollowed backs do because we? that's what our horse then does because that's because what they do and then my stacking is wrong yeah so like like you said i think about um shoulders down yeah heavy elbows was which, yeah. which is what my trainer was talking about today yes, heavy a lot elbows. of this i'm and reiterating side, I, yes i forgot about my forearms yes but, you know what, we, yeah uh, but but again, it's so much to focus on. on. Yeah, and so which is why you kind of can work on bit seat by bit. Should really be more important than your hands. But absolutely, it's important. I do elbows in, elbows. I sometimes think about sinking elbows to my horse's hocks. Hocks, yeah, that's a good because one. Because then it that, brings my scapula down. And, and it back. also stops you from using your biceps yes. to hold your your reins. Yes, and like having. Like the back of your arms, so your triceps engaged, engaged, yeah. and that being there. And you, as soon as you do that, the horse changes completely. Yeah, the horse goes, oh, that's better. Yeah. If you hold with your biceps, it causes tension. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if you hold with your triceps, triceps they kind of go, oh, thank you very much. That's yeah. more comfortable, or you know, when we were talking about. Um, connection yes this is what yeah. we're talking about this is part of our us being connected yes within ourselves so that our for the horses yeah exactly yeah. so that, that picture that beautiful picture in your mind i always i don't know why it's always pf yeah that when that i envision, fo- envision yeah. when i think about a connection yes because you've got to be good they've got to be good yeah but if you both aren't good it goes terribly yeah, yeah if one's one's not in yeah sync then you know, one's not connected, the other can't be. Yeah, yeah. You know, so from that point of view, so so I think from the bottom up, but it makes, I don't think it makes any difference. No. Whether you go from top to bottom, it's what, however you need to think about it. But 
it's the same thing really we're going through that body scan of where are we and there's always spots that you'll be really good at so some people might have really great legs yes or really rubbish shoulders or have really really good good shoulders and yeah, yeah exactly so it's you know learning what is your good point and then focusing on your not so good point yeah to improve it to improve it yeah yeah which yeah. is what this is all about exactly and then the another point that you caused me to think about <laughs> was um when you were saying about focus on what you do want and not what you don't want so and i love this because this come this has come up with loads of personal development that we've had the law of attraction yes so um the secrets you know the uh, all the things that we've yeah looked at over the years is um negative attracts negative positive attracts positive so you have to focus on what you do want yes not on what you don't Don't want want. so if you say to your horse don't spook don't spook don't spook you're putting out spook 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 spook. Yeah. yeah Whereas if you focus on confident and relaxed, you're going to get confidence and relaxed. And it's that whole thing of, so try not to think about the blue elephant. Yes. Don't think about the blue elephant. Yes, exactly. And I know um, Warwick Schiller spoke about this in one of his podcasts too. Um, I think it was one of the very early days ones. And I went, oh yeah, yeah. It's... And it's so easy for us to slip into. Yeah. So when we're focusing on something with our horses or something that we don't particularly like in ourselves or with our horses, actually focus on what you do want yes. rather than not what you want. Yes. I think I think often as well as um, if you want things to be good, you have to be prepared to go through that learning state of it not being so good and that (laughs) brings me on to um conscious incompetence yes so and unconscious incompetence yes uh, or the stages of competence yes and consciousness yes it is so um it's when you realize and it's such a horrible place to be it's a horrible feeling when you're consciously incompetent yes because you start off, don't you, with... You're blissfully ignorant. Yes. You're unconsciously, unconsciously incompetent. incompetent. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. And then you realise that something's not so good, so then you go, but you don't know how to change it yeah. um, at that particular stage. So you've then got that conscious incompetence. Yes. And that's... That's the hardest vile place feeling. to be. Yeah. So before, you don't really know what you're doing wrong. It's all fine. You're cracking on and then all of a sudden you get a little piece of knowledge and you go, oh Oh, my goodness. Oh no. How did I not know this? Yeah. And this is such a hard place to be and it is part of the stages of learning. It is, absolutely. And there are some rubbish parts to learning. Yeah, and it is the lowest part is that conscious incompetence. So it goes unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, then conscious competence... And then unconscious competence. competence. Yeah. So we've spoken about the first two. The third one is conscious competence. And that's where you have to think about doing the right thing. I, I like putting this to learning to drive. Yes. Like, you really have to Yeah. Focus so you're like, oh, God, and... now I need to put my foot down on the um, 
clutch. Clutch. Oh my god, it's been such a long time. <laughs> we <laughs> um, drive automatics. Uh, yeah, now. automatics, yeah. and I don't drive that often now because I'm always here. But um, yeah, foot down on the clutch. Got to put it into what gear? Yes. Um, uh, and I have to look, look and signal. Yeah. Mirror. Yeah, mirror signal, signal maneuver. maneuver yeah. You know all that stuff, and then you become competent 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 because you can drive because you can drive yeah but it but takes it's, a lot of focus and yes. a lot of brain power and then the next stage is when you drive without even thinking about yes. it and that is the unconscious competence, competence yeah and that's the such a nice place to be it is yeah such a good feeling and it's the same with languages yes so yeah you and i talking english it's completely unconscious yes um whereas if i try to speak german oh my god it's yeah. um well i wouldn't call it competent but i am consciously <laughs> having to really think. focus and think about what i'm saying yeah. or how i'm saying yeah. it and that's when it comes across difficult and stilted and yeah. clumsy and it's the same with your horse yeah so and it's the same for your horse in this way as well so um yeah but i thought that was a really nice that led on quite well from yeah what you just said there. yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. it's important stages of learning and it also is an important part of goal setting but we'll speak about that more in a minute yeah so um going back to focus and mindfulness i've got a note here where i said when you're with your horse don't let your mind drift yeah um and don't think about what you might be having for dinner or <laughs> that you need to reply mine is like oh i forgot to reply to so and so i need to reply to this and i'm like riding around thinking like oh i need to do this i need to do that and i'm like no i'm not actually no, no, being come on, present yes. or focusing yeah. on my, myself and my horse in yeah. that moment which is then unfair because we've all had yes. a conversation with someone who then suddenly gets their phone out and oh we we've spoken Me. about this in the other podcast but it's the same thing it's it's not being present it's not being mindful yeah. it's not being focused and you can just tell when someone is i have it when i'm on the phone to callum yeah and uh i i can be like you're watching reels aren't you because yeah. i can just hear him being like yeah yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. i've just lost that um attention yes so in the conversation yeah yeah because uh you can just tell you can just feel it and it's a horrible thing and that must be how it is for our horses they're yeah. like you're trying to have a conversation with me and then you're just not listening yeah yeah you've gone and off to a different like, planet and i'm still talking me. actually exactly yeah so you know it's up to us our responsibility uh to be there for our horses when in that one hour of the day one to two hours of the day that yeah. you actually spend with them um really try to be as present and as mindful as you can and it's actually really healthy and beneficial for us yes um because it helps regulate our nervous system being with a horse their heart rate is much slower than ours mm -hmm. and um our heart rates try to synchronize with those around us yeah. and they can feel our heart rate i think it's from four meters yeah away from they can hear it can't they, they can yes. hear it yeah, yeah. yeah or feel it sense yeah, yeah. it um, which I think is incredible. So that's another reason to be like completely present because your horse is completely present yes. and they know what, what's going on with you sometimes before even you do. Absolutely. So your level of focus and attention should be very high. So we've spoken a lot about us. Um, let's talk about um, 
focus for the horses. Yes. So as I said, as we said, it starts with us, then it goes on to the horses. Yeah. So um, focus for your horse. I know we touched on it in the last one again uh, and podcast before. I would say it's like connection, having their mind and their mental attention. Yes. Now, I love talking about this with students because horses are full faculty learners from birth. They are. Which means that from the second they hit the floor, they learn at the same rate as they do well up into their 20s. So it's... um, it takes a horse three to seven times to learn a pattern. Yeah. And that can be um, if you stroke your horse, uh, like say when they're first born, if you imprint on a foal and you're stroking and rubbing them, they learn, oh, okay, this is this is fine, this is good. This is okay, um, yeah. Equally, if you ask your horse to back up by touching their nose or their chest if you do that three to seven times in one session you'll have helped your horse well along the way of yeah. learning how to back up from that touch yeah um and that can be from birth into their 20s yeah. what changes is their level of mental attention and mm-hmm. their level and their capacity to maintain that level of um focus attention connection yeah um, and you have to work on that and you have to build it. So babies, like two, three-year-olds, when we're first starting to do bits of groundwork with them to yeah. introduce them into this crazy world that we bring them into, <laughs> um, their attention span, I find, is about 20 minutes. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, and then they're like, they're brain fried. Yeah, yeah. They kind of stand there, all things start get, getting a bit worse. Yeah. So in those... In that stage of training, when your horse's attention span is very limited yeah. and very little, um, you've got to keep things really short, sweet and positive yes. so that they come back wanting to learn more, wanting yeah, yeah. to do more. You don't have to. I don't know what it is. What is it about an hour? Everyone loves an hour. Uh, everyone loves an hour. What yep. is that about? It's you a don't, human it's, time. It's a human thing. Yep. And, I, and I think it must come from school because lessons yes. were often an hour, weren't they? Yes. But it drives right. me insane. Like... When I do a session, when I we teach... We call them sessions. It's a session. Yeah. Now, that session could be, I don't know, 20 minutes. Yeah. And you actually get a lot done. But then you feel this... Um, pressure. Pressure, yeah. really, to, to make that longer. To give them an hour. To give the person the hour because yeah. that's what they feel they're paying for. Yeah, But yeah. actually, what what... The, the idea is it's a session. So for, and, and some sessions can last longer than an hour. I know yeah. often the sessions where I feel like for the horses that are um, more shut down and need more time yes. to sit. Or one actually, that's been particularly challenging. Or one that's or, been challenging. Yeah. Anything where they're kind of like they need, need time. time. Yeah. Um, and that's not necessarily that you're, you're hounding them like for, for an hour and a half. Like do this, do this, do this. It's not, it, that, that's not what I'm talking about. You're sat doing nothing of, often yeah let's yeah. get into a point where you can you give them time to sit and do nothing and think and process um it helps kind thought, of consolidate yeah, what you've done but young horses especially especially young horses but all horses really don't really need more than 20 minutes yeah yeah you know when you think about if i'm in the arena for an hour the first 20 minutes is warm up. Yes. 
physical warm-up. Physical, yeah. Yep. Physical warm-up. We're going to wander around in walk, yep. actually. And then... Well, it takes 10 minutes for the synovial fluid in the joints to actually yeah, warm up to Yeah, an absolute minimum. Um, most protective... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ...way of being. So it should be 10 minutes of walk. Yeah. And I, uh, and I often do walk. that. And it doesn't mean that I just walk round and round and round. No. I'll do something, but it'll be walk. Yes. Yeah. And I usually do, like, I think 20 minutes of that. And then I think the next 20 minutes can be trot and canter to work. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I often spend more time in canter than I do in, in trot, yeah. if I'm honest. Um, uh, no, I'm not cantering around continuously for yeah, 20 yeah. minutes either. But I, you know, I work on them transitions m- m- more often than not. Um, but that would be how I would work it. And that's only 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've got another 20 minutes to add on that if people are going by that hour. Yeah. By which time yeah. the horse is just like, ugh. Zombified. Yeah. And it takes uh, an advanced horse. Yeah. Like an advanced, uh, well-trained, um, the well-developed horse to maintain a level of mental, emotional and physical attention and focus for that sustained for amount of time. time. Yeah. It's, it's tiring for us. Yeah. And it's tiring for them, and not yeah. not just from the fact that they're running around in a surface, yeah. which you know not all surfaces are wonderful. Mm. Um, so they could, you know, I've I've been in sand schools which are pretty sandy, like yeah, so the worst. On but, a beach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you think, oh blimey, that's tiring, and it's it's damn hard work. So you know, for sessions, I think you know, especially if you want to maintain some level of focus in your horse, think about less. Yeah, less is often more. Yeah, and you you. you you overdo it sometimes if you think you've got to be in, in just because you can book an arena and it pay it's for it for an hour. hour you can sit there for half an hour. You can sit walk. there chilling for oh, half an hour after, but I don't care what it is. Yeah. I know you feel like you want to get your money's worth, but my goodness. I had that with a student the other day. Her horse is usually a very provocative, challenging, extroverted horse. And then one day, bish bash bosh, he came out incredibly connected, so relaxed, so calm. He just ran through all the exercises yeah. perfectly. Bish, bash, bosh, well done. You've done really Amazing. well today. Yeah, and yeah. we just sat with him. Yeah. And, and same thing, we'd book the arena for an hour and yeah. she'd book me for a session. So my sessions vary from 40 minutes to an hour and a half, yeah. uh, depending on the horse. Yeah. And, and what you're working on. And what we're working yeah. on. And we just sat there for half an hour and he yawned and yawned and yeah. yawned and yawned and had a great time just releasing because usually we go... All my days, that was a really challenging session. We found a really nice note to finish on, but the hour's up, we need to get out of here. Yes. And then there's none of, you know, the, it can make the arena a bit of a place of work. Yes. Um, if it, and if which you don't promotes have time out. arena sour horses. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's really important to balance that with some undemanding time with your horse. Yes. In the place where you usually ask the most of them. Of them, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. to balance that. But so, yeah, sorry, I digressed a little bit there, but that no, kind of that came really to my good. mind and I thought, you really know, good one. when we're thinking about focus, yep. is, you know, don't overdo it. Yes. And most horses innately don't naturally uh, focus on you. No. You know, a lot of horses, especially if they've been peopled um, <laughs> from a young age, they're like, oh yeah, cool people, whatever. Yeah. If it's a wild horse, they're like, <gasps> People. A people and they won't take their eyes off of you. <laughs> Did you because... just say a people? <laughs> a people. <laughs> oh my god. 
<laughs> it's like that reel that's like, oh, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favourite oh, things. Um, but uh, yeah, so most horses don't naturally come with that attention. Yes. Some horses, and it's so lovely, for, especially for me, again, with the Liberty, when you have a horse, and I often find it with stallions more so, they have uh, a much higher play drive and yes. they're much more intense yeah, yeah. in general. Yeah. They often have this natural like draw and focus yes. and attentiveness. Yeah, there is an attentiveness. And I know exactly what you mean. Not that I get to play with many stallions, but I know exactly yeah, what you mean you know. from seeing you play with them. Yeah, and yeah. we've got... Um, well, actually, my lovely new assistant trainer, Sarah, She, whilst I was away, she covered and carried on with Alejandro. Alejandro. Who is another PRE breeding stallion that we have here at the He's moment for training. Beautiful. Gorgeous little he horse. Is really sweet. And uh, But he is typical... He's 12 years old and he's done tiny bits of groundwork, never been ridden, so he's here for starting. He's only ever bred and covered in hand and naturally. So he's very aware of what all the other horses are doing. All the noises on the yard mean something. Yes. And so when I'm in the arena and he hears another horse blow out oh, in the yeah. stable, he's like, <laughs> and screaming and oh, yeah. running around. And his focus is zero it's really funny zero, actually. Zero zero i was in the house and um yeah. uh you or sarah i'm not sure who was in there and um he was obviously screaming because stuff was going on and yeah. he was shouting to everybody well i was like what's that i was like oh that's alejandro yeah. uh, instantly he's like oh you just yes. knew i know and it's him yeah but, but you know for him it's it's he's come to a really busy yeah, yard. Yeah, it's busy. It's there are big. Loads of horses. Horses walk past. Oh, like, focus! And then we had the mirrors put in. The mirrors, and, and he saw like, himself. Oh. Yeah. And he's going, oh, 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 at yeah. the horse, and the mirrors going, "You're really sexy." <laughs> um, and yeah, but he's really interesting. And Sarah went, you know, he's got a great temperament. He's really sweet, really yeah, lovely. Yeah, he's a nice and one. He's doing everything I want him to do. But he's still like disconnected and calling. Yeah. And she asked, what level of attention and focus do you actually ask from a stallion? And I went, oh, well, I'll get Ven out and show you. Yes, I, um, I, I, you said, I yeah. was there when you said, let's get Ven out. And I'll show you how a stallion yeah. should be. Um, and Ven is my own PRE, beautiful unicorn stallion. <laughs> he's um, and he is fantastic. Who and loves mud, might we just he, add. He, yeah, may look, he may look white. like a unicorn in shows and stuff, but he looks like a mud monster. Day to day. Day to day, because he, has he loves the mud. Tail. He, he does. does. Yeah, it's mad. I love him. So yeah, so I got Ven out and showed Sarah the level of attention and focus that I ask from a stallion. Yeah. And he was just like a completely normal horse. Yes. And I said, this is how a stallion should be. And I can play with him like this with other horses in the arena, even other mares. And yeah. he, his full attention and focus is on me. And that's how it should be. Yeah. You know, the hormone shouldn't get in the way. Uh, don't get me wrong. If I was to let him sniff noses with another horse. Yes. Hormones would probably then take yeah. over a bit too much and... Um, we'd see things we don't want to see and, <laughs> and he'd get a bit overly excited. But um, if, he's, if he's with me and focused and attentive, that's, that's how he's just like a normal horse. Yes. So I said, this is actually where we need to get Alejandro before we even start riding him. Because yeah. if we start getting on him and he's not completely focused and present on us, yeah. that's when they kind of go, 
oh my god, there's someone on my back. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about that. And all of a sudden all they do. Sudden they're, and they yeah, go, yeah. oh, they're and there they and... turn themselves inside out. And it's, I see that when people say, um, who aren't professionals, back their own horses, they'll be giving their horse a bucket of feed whilst they're next to the mounting block getting on their horse. No. And they'll get on their horse. Oh my Lord. And then the horse go, finishes their feed or they notice the human suddenly on their back and they go... <gasps> And yeah, off they go. Because yeah. they weren't actually present with the process of you mounting yeah. and getting on them. So uh there's no you can't advance. Or you can if you're skilled and you don't really care, you can crack on. Fine. Yeah. But for me and my level, and I'm not a particularly brave rider, I know people laugh when I say that. Oh, it makes me want to laugh when you say I'm that. I'm not, no. I, but I really trust my horses and I yes. trust their training yeah. and I trust their um, ability to think through situations that I know I'll always be fine. With other people's horses, I really over-prepare them. But I think if I'm over-preparing them for me, I'm setting them up for a much better yes. life with their owner yeah. then as well. So Who's not necessarily a, pro- a professional. Yeah, and who might not have the same field time and balance that I have. Yes. So I know that I'm doing right by the owner then too. By Yes, it might take a bit longer and I might not rush through the process, but... I'm just not going to. I'm not prepared no. to. So yeah. for my own safety a lot of the time. Um, but with that, uh, again, we just before we got started, we were talking about bite-sizing yes. goals. Yeah. Um, and we said about expecting a lot. Yes. But accepting a little. Yes. And... Um, we talk about that for the horse a lot, don't we? But we should also think about it from for our ourselves, for ourselves yeah. as well, you know. You can expect a lot of yourself, but actually, if you if you can't achieve something in a big chunk and you take a little step towards that, yeah. then you should be... Um, Accept the little. Yeah, Expect accepting of it and, and still be proud of that because it's a yeah. process towards whatever it is you want to get to. Yes. And I really like to see this from, again, the horse training um, side of things is the isolate, separate, recombine. Yes. So if you've got this big, big goal that you want to have, you can isolate the kind of ingredients you need, separate them, and then recombine them. So actually, um, I was at Knights of Middle England the other day doing some training of their horses, and major who was here for training with us so any academy members watching this uh will have seen major's journey he's now doing amazingly at knights of middle england he jousts trick rides loves his jumping he's an excellent liberty horse he's uh, i just love being able to work with him he's such a nice boy he was a super horse and they've got a new mare called pip and we said about putting them into a roman ride pair and major has he was roman ridden last year um in a pair still very green to it but he's done it so it's much easier to do it with one horse that already knows knows it yeah makes sense and then pip has no idea and she's quite a challenging mare because when she decides she doesn't want to do something she's really (laughs) bullish she just runs like she'll run over the top of you so when she got a bit confused she just like ran into major a few times (laughs) i was like oh sorry major (laughs) you're doing so well helping me here thanks for being such a good partner yeah yeah thanks for being such a great partner um but i liked showing the process there because here's my goal of having these two horses go together in a roman riding pair now what are the components that i need before i can do that yeah and 
probably the number one thing is like have the horses know where they're supposed to be yes um and not separate so because when you're roman riding and your horses suddenly drift apart you end up doing the splits, splits. and then you have to drop into the middle it's all right if you can do the splits i guess yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. i can't depends how long your legs are <laughs> um and so I go, right, let's do Liberty pairs first. Now, I know Major's got some great Liberty. He's really, really good Liberty horse. Yeah. Um, great connection, understands both sides. And Pip, I've, I think I've done one session of Liberty with okay. over the last few months that I've been there. Yeah. Um, so I had them both move around together, both come and find me, put Major on my right shoulder because he was on the right in the Roman ride pair, put Pip on my left shoulder. I had them find their places and they're less likely to separate if they're mentally connected yes. again. So um, I know some people who roam and ride just tie their horses together. Okay. So they'll either tie the bits, the nosebands, the throats or the chests together. Right. And I understand if you're in a show and you're going fast, you kind of want that yes. there yeah. in case a horse spooks. As you... they would be if they were a pair in, of driving horses, yeah, they'd exactly. be joined together somehow yeah, or another. Exactly, yeah. to a carriage. Yeah, yeah, well, probably to a carriage, um, yeah. But, but uh, same thing. So, but, you know, if you want to roam and ride bridleless, your yes. horses have to no. understand yeah. that they are, to, they work as one. Yes. You know, they work as one horse. Um, so I started them just with this, and I loved it because I filmed the process. So, Liberty Pairs. So I'm isolating the components. So we went Liberty pairs. Then I let I rode and l ride and lead on each horse. Yes. So yeah. ride pip, lead major, ride major, lead pip, and make sure that they understand walk, trot, stop, back up. Yes. Um, off of this, then I go to standing up and seeing what Pip thinks about having a foot on her back and me being right above her because they can just about see you in their peripherals. With right. you being up there, yeah, yeah. Um, and some horses look at like look back over their shoulder and go, <laughs> "Oh my, oh my goodness, what are you doing up there?" Oh, yeah. And then from the standing up, then we go to actually Roman riding. So these are my little isolated, separated, yeah. separate, isolate, recombine. Yeah. So we've separated all the bits. I isolate each component and work on them until yeah. they're all good enough. And then I recombine it and get the finished product. It's a bit like our, our, our posture, boss, uh, you know, yes. for, for, from uh, the stacking Separate, of my body. I don't know why I call it stacking. Isolate, but, recombine. Yeah, I like the it, stacking. But, but that, that is, you know, that is basically what you do. You kind of like, I know I have to work on something. Yes. And it might be something as simple as my ankles. But then eventually, once the I've isolated picture, these bits, we can, can recombine them and actually have, have something that's a, really a whole. A really nice picture. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's good. So that, and that applies then to everything. So, yeah. uh, oh, and another step I missed out, sorry, with the Roman riding is um, hindquarters towards. And that's really important yeah. because same thing, horses just spin out yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they turn thumbs and face out. each other, bums <laughs> yeah. out. And uh, if you just tap that hip and they understand to move away from the yeah, stick yeah. and come back to their pair, then that little isolation. Yeah. It has made the bigger picture so much easier because, yes. again, that's just another very normal, typical thing that goes wrong. Yeah. And, yeah, it just helps with the whole whole big picture big, big, again, yeah, having yeah. those little pieces really strong. So even if you don't do a big picture day, just do a little piece every day. Yeah. And that's the expect a lot, but accept so a, little. a little. And then this is another thing that 
I've noted is having a goal for the day and being completely and utterly prepared to change, change it. it. Yeah, I've, re- I've written yeah, the same thing down. That's yeah, so funny. Yeah, be prepared to change. Because, again, we can get very goal and task orientated with our horses. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to be focused and you have to be consistent, but you've also got to be completely ready to drop it and change yes. and not do anything that you wanted to work on that day because you your to, horse yeah you need to help your horse right, with yeah. whatever is that is, is your horse isn't in the right frame of mind to yeah. do this thing today not so in the mood. Yeah. yeah not in the mood they've turned up a different horse i i, I do this a lot I, I, when i want to bring mole in and yep. i go i'm going to do this this and this today okay off we go Completely oh, yeah, this it. is not the day to try something new. Yeah. She is on, in coming into season is usually her worst time. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no way. This is not because happening. Because she's going to argue. Yeah. And there's no point in pushing her into that kind of mood. Yeah. An uncomfortable Bracy state. Embracey, horrible. Yeah. I'll go, okay, let's work on something I already yeah. know or do something little like work and on my own body. And have feel successful. Yes, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, I always wanted to feel like a winner. Yes. All the horses. I want them to feel like winners, not losers. Yes. Because if, if they you... feel like losers all the time, they won't want to come back. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you want your horse um, not wanting a day off. Yes. You know, going, yeah, yeah. oh, don't. Like, I go out play? into the field, yeah. all the horses are like, pick me, pick me, pick me. And I'm like, Marisco in particular. Yeah. He, I'm like, no, it's your day off. And he's like, pick me, pick yeah, me. Please, he's please. always the first one at the gate. I love Desperate that. to do something. I love but that. he is a proper little keen bean. He is sweet. Um, but yeah, it's also having the ability to not be emotional about having to change your plan. Yes. And I think horses have taught us to become very flexible oh, within yes. our lives, which sometimes I think drives other people crazy. Yes. Because... You know, if you're very routine, regimented on time, horses teach you to completely lose track of time almost. Because, yeah. And I'm often late for lessons because one horse needed more time than the other. That's another thing. It's, yeah. um, you know... It, but but then you find equally, that with the vets and the yeah, barriers and stuff. Exactly. Oh, I'm sorry I'm late. The last horse I was at was... Needed this and or this Or whatever. And this and... Well, that's part and parcel of the job. And we completely understand that. Yes. Like, there's no um, ill feeling about it. No. It's just like, oh, yeah, no, I totally get that. Yeah, being it's... punctual is is uh, down to the horses a lot of the yes, time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then, with the goals, that brings me on to horses dictate the timeline. Yes. So, although you've got this big, amazing goal in front of you, um, say like we're backing youngsters, um, we usually say four weeks for yeah. backing a, a fairly uncomplicated horse and we have this process and system and sometimes horses need more time. They do. Yeah. And and that's just the long and the short of it yeah. and it completely depends on the horse as an individual. So Absolutely. the horse dictates the timeline. And you can't, always. you cannot be, um, in my opinion... You cannot be um, pushy about that because if you if you say right, okay, I'll pay for four you weeks. You can, here. but you might be abusive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the problem. Is because otherwise you're going to end up doing stuff that's then unfair to the yes. horse because the horse isn't ready exactly. and it's telling you. And if you don't listen, then yeah, that potentially problems happen. Exactly. Dangerous exactly. sometimes. And some trainers are happy to push that because they, mm. you know, understand that owners have a timeline and. 
unfortunately, a lot of the time, money comes into the money, situation. The root of all evil. Yeah. I used to say that. My mum used to say that. Oh, and the root of all evil. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so difficult because people go, oh, well, I've paid you X amount for this much time and I've not got this result. And it's so hard it as a horse trainer really to hard. Um, have to find owners that are compassionate enough to understand their horse's needs. Yeah. Luckily... I'd say 99% of owners we've had here have been been fantastic. They've been so good. And equally, we've had some horses ready to go back in three weeks. Yeah. Like Herbie, who's just come back in. Yeah. He was done on week three. We were riding bridleless on week three. He was amazing. So um, some of them do take it t- take to it like a duck to water, yes. don't they? Yeah. Um, we've got but, another nice uncomplicated one, and then equally we've got a very complex one at the yeah. moment who's had a lot of traumas, and um, I'm kind of banging my head against the wall a bit. But yeah. It's. Um, but it's because of bad uh, experiences. Experiences. You'd rather have a horse that's never met a human. Yes. It'd be so much easier. Yes. Here. Then, because uh, I think of it. With a say a wild horse that's never met a human, you're working at zero. Mm-hmm. When you've got a horse that has baggage with riding or with people, you're working in the minus numbers. Yes. So I'd say this pony's at like minus twenty. Yeah. Which is pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> I'd and you say. need to get to twenty. So you've yeah. got forty now. Exactly. <laughs> to build. Exactly. If that makes sense. Rather Whereas zero to twenty. It's much Simpler. Yeah. 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 And there are some horses I've met that are like minus 50. Yes. And, um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Then, you know, that takes a really dedicated owner to be able to help them on their mm. path, either with their own self-development and learning and lessons yeah. or to have a trainer come in and help. It's, um, But, it, you know, generally, on the whole, we have wonderful owners come we here do. and we they're do. really understanding... I think people that come to us tend to be more open-minded and understanding and care for their horses. Yes. Uh, sort of. Because uh, you can send them to another health. trainer. Yeah, yes. That might get the job done. I know there's one that claims he can do it in three days, but the videos I've seen, I would not want my horse. I would not put my own personal horse through that. Because, no, I wouldn't either. Um, yeah, to wow. reprogram their horse. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. So um, no. I'd rather take the time it takes That's for flooding. the horse. Yes. And, you know, you've got 20 years with this yeah. animal. Yeah, I want it to be good That's 20 a long years. time, yeah. I t- yeah. I t- uh, you know, I, with my own horses, time time is difficult for me. So, like, Cisco will be, he'll be seven this year. Yeah. And he started yeah. and, and, and ridden, but very lightly, mm. really. He's not had a lot. It's not bad for him physically. Well, yeah. Physically is part of the reason... He was so croup high at one point. Yep, he's yep. quarter Being horse, a horse yep. anyway. So he, you know, he got really croup high, and he he's grown a lot. Actually, he's a he's, he's a tall. He's tall for yeah, a quarter horse. Yeah. Which, thank God, because I'm tall. You're tall. Yep. Um, but um, you know, that kind of like I don't feel a need to rush him, and I don't want to rush him. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of like this been this gradual build up, and I found that as well with with Molly as well that it was a real gradual build up. Yep. Small little bits, but again, I had a goal. Yeah, and that's what keeps you moving forward. That's what keeps me moving forward, and I know that I can just pick away. Yeah, and to be honest, I think a lot of horses would be bored if we didn't have goals for them. And yes. Don't get me wrong; you have some 
horses that are not ambitious at all. No. They just want to sit in the field, eat, do sleep, nothing. and do nothing. Yeah. I, I totally Bob understand the that. always <laughs> yeah. comes to mind. I don't know why. But. but you equally have some really ambitious horses. Yeah. And my new horse, Z, um, yes. the reason I've been given him is because his owner goes, I don't have time, and he's an ambitious horse. He, he like, wants, he to, wants do to do stuff. Yeah. He's desperate Being to. in the field for him is like being stuck in a cell. Yeah. Yeah, a padded sound. Yeah. yeah. So you um, need some stimulation. Exactly. So it really does again horses for courses, depends yes. on the horse. Yeah. He's Arab as well, and he's he, so they yeah, very, very intelligent. intelligent. Yeah. <laughs> and an extrovert. So yes, he yeah. loves doing, loves playing. Um, but I do think it's important for a lot of horses, they they need to stay progressive too, mm. as much as the human does. And also be challenged a little bit. Yes. Stay provocative and playful yeah, with it. Fun. Yes, exactly. That's yes. why we do it. It is. So we've spoken about bite sizes as well. Um, another thing I just want to uh, touch on here is um, my friend Jenny Winterleach, who I met through Working Equitation. We were on the squad together. Yeah. Um, she's Flying Changes Mindset Coaching. Yes, yeah, yeah, and yes, right, yeah. I love her slogan, which is dream it, do it. Love it. Yes. And that kind of touches on our goal setting. Yes, so it does. Yeah. Your dream is your goal. Yeah. You then go out and do it and you love it. Yes. And I just love that slogan. And it's something that when we were talking about goals and um, things, that just immediately it popped into my mind. head. Yeah. And it also then brings me on to the whole we need to be right for our horses to be right. Yeah. A lot of the time when we hit a roadblock with our goals is because mentally, we're um, maybe struggling with trauma or triggers. Yes. And Jenny, her whole business and program is about helping coach riders through these um, blocks. Yeah. And have them find a way through it. Yeah. And that also, I have another little thing that pops up in my head is Mm -hmm. um, from Chicken Run. Chicken Run. Uh, do you know? Do you I've, remember I've that film? It, yeah, yeah. Where Mrs. McTweedy, who's the evil <laughs> farmer, the female farmer in this film, yeah, yeah. she goes, "It's all in your head. It's all in your yeah, head." Yes, to is. her poor husband, who's saying the chickens are organised. Yes. And she goes, "No, it's all in your head." And I go, "Oh, every time, so uh, every time something like that pops up, I'm like, oh, it's all in your head. It's all in your head. <laughs> like Mrs. McTweedy shouting yeah. at me. So, um, but yeah, that's." That's something I wanted to touch on as well with it it is all in our head it a is. lot of the time. It is, yeah. We we, we allow we it we overthink things often mm-hmm. and overcomplicate things sometimes and try yeah. to do too much at once. We are overcomplicators oh, as majorly humans and as as adults. Yes. Um and we need to become simplifiers. Yes. Yep. God if only. <sighs> When, so I've written down a few things um, uh, about goals. So goal, uh, like when I think about goals, um, it's an aim, a target, or an objective, a goal. And a goal takes effort mm, yes. and determination. Yes. And you can't expect, yeah, you can't expect to reach a goal if you don't put in the effort. Mm. And I think that's sometimes one thing that we don't necessarily do is we might start off so people are sometimes really good at starting things initiators not so good at carrying it on and finishing it yeah 
Yeah. Or that you get the other people who are really good at starting and they get stuck in the middle. Yeah. Stuck. Yes. Mental blocks. Yeah. Whatever. And then you've got, the, you've got other people that are very good at, at focusing themselves into completing. Yeah. You know. Um, finishers. Yeah, finishers. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but sometimes the finishers aren't very good at putting in what's needed in the start. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Each, each person's got their own kind of forte within that little recipe there. Yeah. But um, yeah, so another thing about goals is that there's three types of goal. Mm. Um, and the, the first goal is uh, process goals. So they're the processes specific to actions. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, to, to simplify this, I, I think about that is um, the smaller bits of your bigger goal. Yeah. Um, the bite-sized the chunks. chunks are the processes. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got performance goals. So then when I say about performance, now it's about uh, getting the smaller bits um, as good as they can be. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, say an exercise you're doing uh for instance so my process goal might be to start teaching my horse uh shoulder four yeah but the actual performance part of it will be a full shoulder in yeah yeah if that makes sense a three track shoulder in yeah but it starts if it starts as maybe shoulder shoulder four four. yeah Yeah, if that makes sense and then the outcome goal is, is based on your winning or uh, performing to a good level yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and that kind of thing so I think when you think about goals you can break them down into these three kind of areas this is how it sits in my head this may be different for other people but um that's kind of how I like to think about goals yep simplify them yes yep get them good and then you will achieve separate so that three, isolate it, it comes back Again, to that yeah, same yeah. kind of thought and yeah. that same kind of feel no i love that so it was just a, a thought that came through my head earlier yeah. that i no i think that's fantastic wrote and down. another thing your goal could be as simple as like getting on your horse right the day absolutely yeah, yeah. you know especially you it depends on what you, your goals are personally so for somebody that's actually quite fearful getting on your horse might be a goal yeah or someone that's not got a lot of time. Yes. Oh, I'm really eating my goal today. Just getting it's this, on. It's yeah. tiny. It's tiny, but, but it's a goal for whatever you need it for. So yeah. what is small to one person might be massive to somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And not everyone's got high performance goals. Nope. They just want to be able to go out, yeah. hack around the block safely, happily, confidently, enjoy the nice weather. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. had lovely hack this morning. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. I'm quite jealous, actually. Yeah. It's getting to that time of year when I would need to hack again. Just about, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, Yeah. so I think, you know, from from that kind of point of view, there's goals are an interesting thing. Yeah, and everyone sees them differently. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm, I don't know, I think I'm definitely a finisher, but I'm definitely an, an initiator, and I also love the journey. So yeah. I, I feel... I have. I'm good at all three sections of the goal. Well, it doesn't good. mean that I don't find 
the middle bit challenging. Yes. Um, but I love the process. And I think there's that old saying, it's like you have to love the journey, not just the destination. Uh, really, isn't it about the journey? Yeah. You yep. know, self-improvement, uh, self-discovery. Yeah. Uh, you, yep. you learn a lot about yourself in, in, you in the journey, especially with you horses. Yep. Horses bring out the best and the worst in people. In people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've, I've experienced both yeah from my point of view yep i think they bring out the best parts of me but i've found the bits i dislike about myself most within that yeah Yeah. and i'm not shy to say that um you know i i get uh so frustration would be one of the things that i dislike most yeah that i think that horses show you yeah um uh, i would agree yeah Yeah. and and i I think that happens to a lot of people um but yeah i think there's I think I probably I'm really good at starting things yeah and not finishing <laughs> um yeah. I'm really good at that um unless it's something I'm really interested in yes yeah. so horses is no problem yeah no problem I'm exactly the same yeah. I'm exactly the same and actually to be honest um I have I get really overwhelmed by uh I call life admin so yes anyone that knows me knows that I'm terrible at replying to people um, terrible with any paperwork, terrible at organising, which is mm-hmm. why I have people that help me with this. Yes, yeah. Um, so that I can do what only I can do, yes. which is be with my horses yes. and train and teach. Those yep. are my skills that yep. I know I can help and serve other people with. Yeah. The other skills are not my forte. No, no. Um, so I do get really um, overwhelmed by these things. So when people are equally as overwhelmed with their horses, I, I do mm. empathise with that yeah. feeling. You know that feeling from other areas. From other of areas, yeah. yeah. So And it's really difficult. And this is where uh, actually a lot of self-discipline comes in. Um, I did write down self-discipline in here as well, yeah. And that is for equally for the consistency with your horse because you have to be disciplined because even on the days where the weather's rubbish and you don't feel like it, you have to try and make those small incremental steps towards your larger goal. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just never going to happen. Yes. And it's the same as going to the gym or going for a run. You have to turn up. I <laughs> hate getting to the gym or... Yeah having to put my trainers on for the run everything in me is like no don't do it i'm looking for an excuse and i have a lot of self-discipline yeah um for and i work really hard i know i can confidently say i don't know many people that work as hard as me yeah i agree with that and same for the um same for the going on the run you have to make yourself do it yeah it's uncomfortable it's not nice I don't feel motivated to do it, but when I come back from that run... You feel great. Or you've got off your horse yes. after making yourself <laughs> ride, ride yeah. you feel incredible. Yeah. And it's a whole new level of releasing endorphins and yeah. um, and self-accomplishment. And uh, it's that feeling uh, that you kind of conquered your own mind yes and if you have control of your own mind you can literally do anything yeah absolutely so it is incredible. I, I see that kind of not wanting to or can't be bothered to yeah. uh in me as a monster yeah. it's the monster it's a monster inside of me and it's very, very it's there all the time yeah but it can be very very small yeah and when it's very very small it's easy I, to, it's easy yeah. i'm there i'm with it when it's big, I'm fighting it, yeah. trying to make it small again. I'm not giving it the, into this 
monster, monster inside me. I know yeah. I know that sounds really silly, but I know that that's often used within uh, therapies. Yeah, you know, kind of thinking about this. Yeah inner monster taking over and, and taking saying, charge of you do yeah, yeah don't do that you could sit and watch a tv program yeah. and eat a packet of biscuits while because drinking a cup easy. of coffee yeah. yeah um which is Ooh, what my... i love to do yeah um but my body doesn't yeah <laughs> my favorite all-time quote is if you do what is easy your life will be hard yes but if you do what is hard your life, life will, will be easy. easy yeah and i love that one and yeah, it's it's self-discipline beats motivation. And yeah. it's the same for within yourself as it is with your horses. Yes. So, um, yeah. Um, and, and mind mind frame and mindset. Attitude. And attitude yeah. is all part of that. And, yeah. and I know that when some, you know, someone's struggling for a bit, you might get into that bad cycle. Oh, well, you've seen you, me in there. And me. Yeah. And me. Yeah. And I, I visit it sometimes too more. Yeah, 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 yeah. A bit too regularly. But, you know, it's about learning to uh, understand you're in that cycle and how to get out. How to get back out yeah. again. Yeah. But all in all, you have to focus like mad. Yeah. Like a ton of focus. There's yes. a reason why they say a ton of yes. focus because it's really hard to focus. Yeah. But you can if you put a ton of it in. Tell you what, because it's nearly the end of the podcast, I'm going to do a preachy um, health thing. And, you know, you probably know what I'm about to say. But many of you know I've been on a real journey with my health. And Mm. I might go into this on another podcast because I'd love to bring this into uh, what we do because I just want to be completely authentic. Yes. Um, I have my whoop that tracks everything. I've spoken about that in previous episodes. Yeah. For the last maybe three months now, I've been having mushroom coffees and hot chocolates. Yes, yes, we, we started and that. And the we? mushroom for focus is lion's mane. Yeah. And it has completely changed, uh, I want to say, my brain chemistry. Okay. Because yeah. when I used to find it really hard to focus and every morning I have a little to-do list of what I need to do with life admin yeah. before I'm allowed to get to the stables and yeah. I have to do that before I'm allowed out. Um, I fly through that now. Uh, I don't know what's overcome me. The only thing I can put it down is to this mushroom. Yeah. And it's it's proven in research that it's um, more effective than ADHD medication. Yeah. Because medication for ADHD is actually a stimulant. So, which is why coffee or um, caffeine, so Coca-Cola and coffee, yeah. um, if you have a Coke or caffeine addiction um, and you may have ADHD, yeah. it's because you're actually trying to self-medicate because when you're stimulated, yeah. it actually calms your you mind. Yeah. It's a little bit uh, backwards. Yes. Yeah. So it's really good and healthy and important for us to do things like meditation or yoga to bring that back down. But uh, lion's mane mushroom has been incredible for my productivity, yeah. focus and uh, enabling me to not be overwhelmed yes. by general um, life things. And I find this really interesting because why can I not apply the principles that I have with my horses to the rest of my life? <laughs> I don't know. It's funny, it's isn't it? It's really tricky. So, um, because I'm very consistent, very dedicated, very resilient, very focused, unemotional, but still caring, compassionate and loving yes. with horses. Yeah. 
why can I not do it with... Well, I, f- I feel similar in that point. Replying to messages and letters <laughs> and... Oh, I think so I think sometimes because our phones go ping, 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 yeah. ping, 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 sometimes you can mentally switch off to it. Yeah, yep. Um, I'm good at replying. I'm really yeah, good at replying. Good. I, I reply instantly because if I don't, I it's do exactly gone. what you do. You look, you go, oh yeah, well, I'll look at that in a minute and then it's gone. Gone, yeah. Because you're busy and yeah, you're saying, yeah. I, I, so if I'm busy now, I don't look at my phone. Yes. Until I can reply. Yes. Because otherwise it stresses me. I know. So, yeah. it would, but I find it really stressful. It really stresses yeah. me out. Yeah. Um, because often when my phone pings, it's it's someone, someone want wanting something. something yeah. Uh, within within the livery, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's usually need to know sort of there now. and then yeah. sort of thing, or, or pretty soon. Which is really draining as well. It, it's so, extremely draining yeah. at times. Yeah. It's just, I'm trying to. I always find it's when people know I have a day off they ask the most of me because they're like oh Mia's not busy she can sort this out yes um so I never tell people when my day is off a family do that (laughs) yeah family do that yeah that's one good thing about not living near my family as much as I love my family no one can dictate my day off (laughs) but yeah so that's my little preachy bit at the end if you want to know where I got my mushrooms it was it's dirt tea and I think it's like um the most potent and purest version of the mushrooms because they use the whole fruiting body it is fairly expensive yeah but i cannot tell you how yeah. much of a I, change i, I, I also did the same we started we did without talking to each yes. other about this and andy and i often do this where we're both like oh we're doing this and this and this and yeah. you're like no yeah. way because so i was about to do i that. i did uh i i bought coffees yeah um and they were um so lion's mane yeah um and coffee and cordyceps, cordyceps which is for energy and energy and focus yeah actually yeah. yeah really good at um so they kind of a bit like what caffeine does with cordyceps yes but it lasts longer and you don't get that kind of crash crash yeah um, and you I, don't get the i mean i know you don't get the jitters or heart palpitations no. but i do no i don't, <laughs> so, I don't. i'm, I'm yeah. sure i'm immune i can drink coffee till it comes I can't, caffeine until it comes out my ears it is like nearly 10 o'clock and he's just had a coffee before bedtime yeah it does not I affect that, my sleep I'd just be wired no not at all so bizarre. It's, it's really strange isn't yeah. it but yeah so i i had a sim I've, i felt the same as you yeah. um like you said they are quite expensive i did another one that was called um london new yeah, yeah, London Nootropics. Yes. Um, and they've got a, a, adaptogens and stuff in yes, them, them as well. Yes, glucons and yeah. high levels. They've got the, oh, which one is it? I think it's reishi or chaga, I can't remember, some different mushrooms. But um, it has more antioxidants in a teaspoon mm. than 400 blueberries. Wow. So it's the most antioxidant-rich. yeah. It's really good stuff. It's incredible. Yeah, and, and it incredible. does it does work. Yeah, it really does work. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm a fan of it. Um, Adaptogenic. I don't have it all the time, and I would only have one a day as yeah. well. First yeah. thing in the morning would be. I'm a little bit addicted now, for good <laughs> thing, for good reasons. But I have two of the coffees in the morning with. Yeah. Um, cordyceps and lion's mane yeah. and it's a coffee blend that already has some of it of the other mushrooms in as in, well yeah as well as ashwagandha which is very good yes. for you and then in the evening i have the hot chocolate blend yeah. which is like pure cacao um then with reishi and uh chaga yeah yes oh i can't remember yes 
those two uh, for more calming. Calming and for yeah, sleep and, and for sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I think that's great. And, yeah, and nervous system regulation. So it is. It's incredible. Mm. Uh, I I love them. I can't preach it enough. Now. Yeah, I I, I find, should be sponsored by them. Really, you should really. But uh, <laughs> I I, yeah. I find that the cordyceps is like once I'm going, like so I know I've got this much to do today. Yeah. Once I'm going, I'm on it. I'm yeah. like boom, 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 boom. It's yeah. bizarre. Don't it's know how act, it works. I don't know how yeah. it works. It's really confusing. But yeah. Uh, it, it does so yeah I, I find it very useful, very yes, useful. that can help with focus too yes, absolutely <laughs> so, and i think that probably concludes our podcast for the day it does yeah. um and i hope you guys have enjoyed listening in yeah. and have taken a few um sort of ideas and ideas and thoughts, tips, thoughts yeah. yeah how do you how do you kind of goal set do you goal set or do you just wing it yeah um does winging it do it for you? I often find when I wing it, it doesn't. Yeah. Um, but, you know, every now and again, we have to wing it. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> I find winging it usually works. Yes. Yeah. So, it's interesting. It shows. That's is, because I trust the training. Yes. So, trust the process. You don't rise to the occasion. You fall to your training. Yes. I love that. Yeah. It's a good well. one. It's yeah. a good one. It's a good thought one. It's a good one to wrap on. But yeah. Yeah. Let us know your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, Thank you all for joining us. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Thank you very much. Goodbye. See you later.